The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. A late night anger management class. I love the diversity of the topics of conversation. Shout out to Degenerate Dean in our chat. Uh, confirming that BC Lion cheerleaders are hot. <laughs> We're talking about CFL women, women in the CFL. So, hey, the CFL starts, Babano. Hard to believe. Huh? Like, I can't believe it because I've been doing countdowns to football. And I actually started when it was like 88 days away and stuff about it. It's like, all right, only 84 days, guys. Only 68 days. And now, technically, whatever, it's Thursday, Babano, wherever, whatever, even on the radio affiliates, it's Thursday everywhere. We're one week away from regular season football, uh, Babano. I'm ready to rock. Let's do this thing. Yeah, I think everybody's ready uh, to rock, Not, uh, CFL especially, because, you know, at least NFL and college football, you know, even though they had to go through a COVID-19 season and games were canceled, games were postponed, people opted out, at least you had an NFL season, you had a college football season, you didn't have a CFL season last year at all. So it's been two years since we've had, you know, CFL football. So I've missed it a lot. I know uh, our buddy Andrew has missed it a lot, and uh, we're looking forward to it uh, getting underway next week, and it can't wait. It starts with a beauty with my uh, Ticats and the uh, Bombers, a uh, great cup rematch, the very last CFL game that took place, rematch of that game. Yeah, I, I would never even remember <laughs> that game. To be honest, I was like, it's like Winnipeg won. Huh? I was like, Personally, I shouldn't want to remember it, but I still do. Um. So next Thursday, regular season uh, starts. So what's your uh, what, what's your Great Cup predictions, Babano? Who's gonna who's gonna win the East and who's gonna win the West? Oh, look, I'm not saying this because I'm a homer, but Hamilton should win the East. They're the most talented, deepest team on paper, offensively, defensively. Two quarterbacks that can not only start but win games, regardless of who's in under center. Uh, a very good receiving core led by Brandon Banks and Braylon Addison again. Defense should be one of the. They have one of the best secondaries on paper in the CFL. So, Ty Cats in the East. I'm going to go Edmonton Elks uh, in the West. And I'm stunned that there was this much negativity toward them in terms of their win total and their futures price going into the season. Let's not forget Edmonton got to the finals, division finals two years ago, lost to my Ty Cats in the East final. They were that close. They bring back Trevor Harris. They bring back Greg Ellingson at receiver. Darrell Walker's back at receiver for them. Their new head coach, Jamie Elizondo, was the Ottawa offensive coordinator. So Harris and Ellingson were there with him in Ottawa. They know the playbook inside and out. They're going to be an explosive offense. The question is, can the defense improve? I think it will be enough that they can win a lot of games and challenge Calgary and Winnipeg in the West. I think Saskatchewan, the more I read about them, I'm worried a little bit about the Rough Riders. 
A lot of injury problems for the Rough Riders. You know, but back oh, then, a ton. Camp, like, yeah, a like, lot. Daily. But they've lost, like you like to say, cluster of a battle. They've lost cluster defensive line game. injuries. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that word, but I know you like it. Hold on. <laughs> The late night anger management class. It's level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Kicking it right now. Ian Cameron. Fun times uh, tonight on the weekend Wednesday. Thanks to Cam Stewart for joining us. Uh, we're just talking a little CFL football right now. We'll get into some NFL football in the next hour. Some college football as well. But we're one week away from the start of the Canadian uh, Football League uh, regular season. We will be covering it uh, on this program and on Game Time Decisions. Uh, Great Cup odds right now. Hamilton Tiger Cats 3-1. Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and the Rough Riders are overhyped. They've lost a ton of players during their camp, like like multiple players, like three, four, five guys going down at once type thing. Calgary Stampeders, 5-1. to one. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 5-1. to one. Argonauts, 6-1. to one. Alouettes, 850. BC Lions, 9-1. to one. Ottawa Red Blacks, 11-1. And the Edmonton Elks, 11-1. to one. We'll get back to that. We'll bring uh, Ian Cameron back on momentarily. Uh, Olympic action. You know, we've really enjoyed uh, the Olympics so far. And, uh, Katie Ledecky and Titmus and Canada. Uh, just a classic battle in the pool here tonight. The relay stuff, very, very dramatic stuff. We have the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and we've got some deals uh, going down. Gallo's going to be with the Yankees. Uh, Yankees trade for Joey Gallo. The A's get Marte from the Marlins. And uh, the uh, Nationals are going to be big dealers here. We would expect them. Uh, to be uh, big dealers and sellers, except uh, they got a bunch of guys with COVID uh, right now. So COVID, uh, unfortunately, not going away. It's still affecting uh, the sports world. Just ask uh, John Rahm uh, about that. NHL uh, free agent feeding frenzy is going down. Ian Cameron will get his thoughts and see if there's anything that was uh, anything really big time. And, of course, got the NBA draft uh, tomorrow night. What a week. Like I said, normally it's the dog days of summer. No, 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 man. Dog days of summer, barking like Mick Ossie's dog was uh, earlier. We'll share some of the props. FanDuel have some interesting props up for the NBA as far as over-under, where the players are going to be selected. There's all the drama has been taken out right now as far as the top uh, three and four, three picks, we should say. Like, it's pretty much, just, it's the odds makers think it's slammed up. Cunningham is 16-1 to one to go to the Pistons with the first pick. Jalen Green right now is minus 550. All right, so Jalen Green is minus 550 to be the second pick to the Houston Rockets. Mobley's like minus 370 to go third to the Cavaliers. And then you could, I guess if you want to bet it, Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga. Minus 230 to be the fourth pick. Ian Cameron will rejoin us. The late night anger management class. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Kicking it with Ian Cameron right now. Pete Annapolis will join us in level three 
Uh, we'll get into the NBA draft uh, with Pete, get his thoughts. And uh, Pete's uh, great, uh, great, uh, great insight when it comes to basketball, college and NBA basketball. Speaking of basketball, uh, we told you we took the, the points with Japan, getting 20 and a half points against Slovenia. Man, these Slovenian games are high scoring. And the in-game total right now is 192 and a half. It's 42-34. There's four minutes left in the second quarter. So they're already up to 76 right now. Uh, you know, I don't really see any reason not to play the over here. Can still get a boatload of points, too. You're getting 17 with, uh, with 17 and a half with Japan still. Total now 191 and a half. Ah, oh, it just fell, son of a, to 15 and a half because they just hit a three. Uh, Babano, any late night basketball? You in on this uh, Slovenia-Japan game? Yeah, I posted it on Twitter uh, earlier in the day that I was on over 182 in this game. So I like the way this is going right now. And I, I picked up on it after watching Slovenia play their first game uh, of the tournament where they were just going up and down the court. Fast pace, pushing the basketball at all times. And, of course, they've got – it's not just Luka Doncic. They've got some other guys that can shoot from the perimeter on this Slovenian team. And they were just going up and down the floor. I saw that in the first game, and I said, I'm going to start betting this team over the total. And that's what I did tonight. And at least as of right now, Gabe, it looks like it's in good shape. Yeah, you know what? They put the most points up so far when they've scored 118 against Argentina. It's hard to score 118 points in a 40-minute game, too. Like, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. Like, they scored more than the USA did. Um, they scored more than the USA did against Iran. Uh, so, very, very impressive. It just goes to show the power of Luka and what this kid uh, brings to the table uh, for them. Man, I'm having a hard time. It keeps just keep going and going. They just keep scoring in this game right now, too. So, yeah, your, your, your pregame total is looking pretty good here, Babano. It's on pace right now. And, in fact, like I said, I'm trying to get more in-game action here, and it's pissing me off. It's just, just back and forth, and there's no defense right now either side. I mean, it's just a layup, easy layup. Nobody around the rim for protection. I mean, it's easy baskets both ways right now. Dear God, like, are you guys going to accept a better what, man? I hate when books do this. Like, they have a number up and they move it. They have a number up and they move it. They have a number up and they move it. Like, this is like literally like. My heart's always pounding when I bet live and I see it freeze, freeze, and I'm hoping, come on, get it in, get it in, get it in, get it in. And then the disappointment when it doesn't get it in. (laughs) It's just, it's frustrating. Like, especially if you're you're not even betting, like, again. It just it's happened, happened to me, me too. I've, hold on, Babano. I know. I get it's happened to you, Babano. I'm trying to put this play in like seven or eight times. Like Babano, like you're too much. It's happened to you. I know. It's happened to everyone, Babano. But it's just it's just happened like literally eight times in a row. Like just constant. It just kept going constant and constant. Slovenia just went on a run. 51-38. So they did, they just bagged a bunch of baskets here. They're suddenly they're up by uh, 13 points. 51-38 right now. Two minutes left in the first half. And the number is right back to where it started at, uh, at 20 and a half, 21 and a half right now as far as the, uh, as far as the in-game uh, number is concerned. All right, Papano. So, Eddie, what else you got going on here tonight? Any late-night Olympic action? Uh, not really a whole lot other than that, other than this uh, basketball game. I took the, uh, that might be the last time I'd taken over in a women's game was that Canada game against uh, South Korea 
uh, earlier. I think that might stay away from women's uh, overs uh, in the basketball for a while because uh, South Korea couldn't make many shots. And that Canadian team led by Kia Nurse, they've kind of been more defense than offense so far their first two games. But they won that. You know, they'll have a chance to... Uh, you know, at least win the next game, can make the quarterfinal. Spain and Argentina is interesting. I didn't see anything that I saw an old broken down Luis Scola in that first game uh, that they played against Lucas Slovenian team. I didn't see a lot that it, I know they have Compazzo from the Nuggets, um, but I didn't see them as overly impressive. I know they're getting eight and a half against Spain, which is uh, Thursday morning. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to take those points. I think Spain's probably just going to be too good for them in that one. I haven't bet it, but I, uh, I'm shying away from wanting to back Argentina right now. I think you're on to something there. I agree with you. I agree. Uh, Spain, minus 8.5 against Argentina. Look, last night, Babano, and I didn't love doing it, but I wasn't having a great night last night in the Olympics. And then there was late-night basketball. I played the three-on-three stuff. Serbia were favorites to win the gold medal, and it was the semifinals, and they got smoked, man, by Russia in the three-on-three. Like, they got killed. Like, you know what I mean? It was like they even said, like, these, the score isn't normal. I don't know, it was like 20-7 to 7 or something like that. Um, they, they smoked them. So then late-night basketball, but I knew, I had a feeling Italy would be pesky with Argentina, and uh, or excuse me, with Australia. And you had uh, France was playing. Who the hell was France playing last night? France laid uh, Czech. Uh, Czech Republic. Republic. Yep. Yeah, it's Czech. Yeah, I know because I took the points and they got mauled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So just too good that France team. I didn't want to lay the points, and I was like, all right, I think both these teams will win, but I was concerned about Australia not covering. So I wasn't surprised Italy like took them to the wire like that. That was only a three-point game. Italy played well, but Australia won, so I hit the money line parlay. So I'm saying the same thing, Ben, although. I kind of agree with you. I think Argentina are kind of like their their numbers are being set for past Olympics. They're not they're not like the same team that they are. They lost to Nigeria, and I saw Nigeria against Australia when it was a real game, and they're terrible. And um, I think Spain cover, but you know, for for parlay material, you know what I'm saying. If you want to play the money line, Spain are minus 400. We just need something else. You got a bunch of women's basketball, but I think you're right about this game, Abano. I do agree with you here. Got USA and Japan women. USA are laying 19 and a half, though. The only other men's game tonight is um, is Spain and Argentina. Yep. And that's actually not even tonight, really. It's sort of in the morning. It's like 8 in the morning Eastern time. <laughs> well, there's a game that's on Friday night. And it's the only men's basketball game on Friday night, which is early Saturday morning in uh, Tokyo. Um, I might lay 26 with France against Iran. Uh, like I didn't, I knew, like I knew what the potential was for Iran to get blasted by the USA, but to be blasted like that by a U.S. team that had been struggling mightily, uh, 120 to 66, they lost by 54 points uh, to uh, to the U.S. Uh, you know, laying 26 with France might be cheap. I mean, you worry after two wins for France, they beat the States, they beat the Czechs, do they take Iran for granted? But it may not matter. <laughs> they could still probably win by 30. So I might t- pull the trigger there, France, minus 26 against Iran on Friday. I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. I lost with Iran plus the points. Um, I did have them. They did cover, though, against the Czech Republic, right, on, on Saturday night when they were getting to 19, and they lost by six. But one thing, Babano, I could be wrong, but France just need to win the game, 
right? Like France are going to win the group type of thing. Point differential won't matter. It's stuff they beat the U.S. You know what I'm saying? So don't have to worry about, oh, head to head with the U.S. We beat them already. So, like, France are in control. So I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd look into it. Are they going to play their bench? Are they going to back off if they know they're going to win the group? You know what I'm saying? No matter what, I'm just sort of dig, digging into that. But I like where you're going at. And for the record, the USA next point spread, the USA are minus 23 and a half a bando against the Czech Republic. Yeah, well, France beat the States, and France was plus or minus 10 against the Czechs, and now U.S. is minus 23 and a half. Yeah, but basketball, it's like having a math. It doesn't always add up. Whoa, that guy beat this guy, so it means he'll beat that guy. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I don't think they know what they're doing with the odds. I, I really don't. I, I don't think they're, they're, they know what they're doing with this. I will tell you they know what they're doing with the water polo odds. Last night, Canada were 20 and a half point uh, goal favorites. They won by 20. We'll hit it on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the Snort and Swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Uh, we got some overnight baseball coming up. People asking about Israel and South Korea baseball. Israel and South Korea baseball. You can get a couple of runs. You can start to look like Israel are plus one and a half in the game. You can play the alternate numbers. That's plus 145 as well, plus 150 at, uh, at the plus one and a half against the South Koreans. And I think a lot of the stuff we were just talking with Ian Cameron, who's with us, is they don't really know what they're doing with some of these sports, Babeto. Like the, I've noticed this, and I, we noticed this coming into the Olympics, and I've been right about it, is... They're bang on Babano with swimming, cycling. I was talking about, so last night, guys, and, you know, thank you, thank you to everybody. Thank you for the win, never in doubt. Uh, last night, Babano, Canada was like two, you know, we're on late in the show. <laughs> it's like, all right, Canada's on now playing against, uh, it was women's water polo. And they were 20 and a half point favorites, all right? So goals, 20 and a half goals. Water, women's water polo. And I said, we got to take South Africa plus 20 and a half. It's too many goals to lay, right? It's just too many goals. They won 21 to one, guys. That was the final. So we won by half a goal. They won by, <laughs> they won by 20. And we had 20 and a half. And I was thinking after the man, I'm like, damn, some pretty sharp-ass water polo numbers they set there, huh? Think about that, bro. They set 20 and a half, and Canada won by 20 against South Africa. And I will note, if there was like another 30 seconds left in that game, Canada would have scored again. Because goal differential matters, so they weren't letting up. And they would have scored. It was just the math worked out. I was watching. I was like, thank God. Like, Canada scored to make it 21-1. And there was only 10 seconds left after. And I knew that Australia would take 10 seconds just to get up the pool after and kill the time. And they did. The game ended with them throwing it from half pool, center center pool or whatever you want to call it, center ice, center pool. Uh, fun time, though. I, I enjoyed the, the, the water polo. It was good stuff. 
So um, Israel and South Korea, before we bring back a battle in here, let me just tell you, Israel have a couple of big leaguers on their team. I know Ian Kinsler's on the team. And um, they got screwed over because there was a few dudes in the big leagues, like the guy Kramer on Baltimore uh, wanted to play, and they wouldn't let him. And if you're thinking, you know, I thought about that. It's like, you know, Baltimore suck. You're not even in a mix. Like, why wouldn't you let the guy go play in the Olympics? It's not like he's playing bad baseball. It'd be good for him. All right, so this is their uh, first ever Olympic baseball game here this evening. All right, who's, uh, let's give you the team here. So what do you think, Babano? I'll tell you one thing. South Korea are good, but they might be a little bit overrated. They might be a little bit overvalued here. Yeah, I mean, they they, they, they could be. Uh, if, if you look at this, uh, it's, it's a tough one when you look at it because the softball, the softball do you think there'll be runs? Or is that, that's going to be the big question. Or do you think they're going to be lower scoring like the softball was? Well, last night, last night, Japan, and uh, let's get the baseball results from last night. Wild game last night uh, with Japan in the D- Dominican Republic. So let's get um, – because you're right, but but the softball is different, but bad. You just can't hit that stuff. So yeah. there was there's only there's only been one game so far. So Japan, it was four three. So we had an under there four three Japan yeah. and DR Dominican Republic. Japan came back in the ninth with some crazy stuff. Israel and South Korea. We got Mexico Dominican Republic, USA, uh, USA play um, Israel later in the week. These games are all very big. There's not a lot of teams in the tournament, right? So I thought about that after. I was like, oh, it's not the end of the world. Japan loses last night. I actually would have been. Like, we're damn lucky they did win because I got 500 bucks, uh, Babano, on Japan to win a gold medal, bro. Yeah. I put 500 on the future. <laughs> so last normally, Babano, I would bet on the games too because I'm a nut job. I'll be like, but I looked at the line last night. I was like, I'm not like minus 300 or something against the Dominican Republic. And so, I think the games are going to be close, but bad. I think they're all good teams here. I think they're going to be tight games. Yeah, and you have to keep in mind, you're right, the countries like the States and the Dominican Republic, and you're talking about, you know, they're not going to, it's just impossible for a lot of them to send their best there to the Olympics to make up the team. So, uh, that's why it's going to be an opening for, you know, South Korea even. They're laying a number against Israel in that game that's this morning. What are they? Minus three, almost minus 400. So there's openings for South Korea, Japan, you know, to be teams that are going to be probably better on paper, deeper on paper, and be tougher to beat. So uh, I would veer more toward the uh, Asian nations probably in that baseball tournament. Um, I want to I see who the starting pitcher is here tonight for Israel. That's what I need to know. Who's the starting pitcher for Israel? We got time to figure it out. All right. So uh, the Israel upset the Netherlands to get in, and the Netherlands are pretty good. They've got like there's a lot of dudes that are have Dutch, whatever citizenship that are like good players. So Ian Kinsler is the most most famous guy. Uh, Danny Valencia is on Team Israel as well. Uh, he was the big. He hit three home runs actually in a qualifying round for them. To help them get uh, to get them uh, to get them here. South Korea, they got uh, Sue Kim on the team. You know, I'm not sure South Korea blowed them out. I could be wrong, Babano, but I'm not sure it's as blowout as, as everybody thinks it is. But I need to. I want to see the Israel pitching. But we got a couple hours to get into that. 
Somebody, somebody in our chat, you guys are good at this stuff. Somebody out there, uh, somebody out there, if you can, let me know who the uh, Israeli starting pitcher is here tonight. Because it's baseball, the battle, right? If we got an ace on it, if we got a kid that's good on the hill, and you got to understand, too, Babano, like, the Israeli baseball team's all American dudes, bro. Pretty much, right? yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not like, I think people, like, have a, you know what I mean, think, like, like Italy versus, Italy versus USA in women's softball, Babano. Dude, the Italian starting pitcher played at UCLA. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was Italian California. heritage from the parents, yeah. and that's how they end yeah. up playing for other countries. Right, right. She was an American yeah. chick with an Italian name from Laguna Hills type thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, There's an Israeli was, parent for Ian Kinsler, so he's playing for Israel, yeah, or something like that. Uh, Israel, if you're Jewish, you're in, basically, I yeah. think. Like, it's yeah. they, they with their team. It's the same thing. Like, Israel have a pretty good hockey program, mm-hmm. and it's all Russian dudes, Russian Jewish guys. It's a lot of Jewish people in Russia. So, like, right. they're smart. Like, they build their program up, their sports teams, by reaching out. They're like, all right, there's a lot of Jewish people in Russia, and they're good at hockey. Let's bring them to Israel. And, like, I know because Jacques Demers, Babano, coached them. Jacques Demers was the GM, like, the president of Israeli hockey, putting the program together. And he said, we, he said, how do we do this? And he realized, he goes, we go to Russia. <laughs> and... and they went to Russia and they got like they had a good team suddenly, right? So same thing. Like so, Israeli baseball. There's a couple of guys that live in Israel, but for the most part, it's all American dudes. Like played NCAA ball and stuff. Couple of former uh, big big leaguers. No, unfortunately, Reed Sandy Koufax is not starting. If he was, I'd be all over them. <laughs> hey, if Sandy Koufax was starting tonight, if Sandy Koufax was starting tonight. I'd, I'd, I'd gladly take Israel plus a run and a half plus money. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> Man, Sandy Koufax, one of the greatest, greatest pitchers of all time. Great, uh, great, uh, great, great pitcher. Um, all right, Papano. See, I saw you were tweeting. I didn't see, but I saw people because we were wondering where you were. Uh, we, we were like, where the hell is Babano? And people were like, I don't know. He's on Twitter tweeting about the swimming. So uh, you got caught up in the swimming as well. I watched it. Uh, I watch, I don't know if you probably watched that race. I, I watched like seven, I had money on a bunch of the other races too. I actually won uh, with Caleb Dressel, the American, a gold medal bet. But uh, swimming's pretty cool. That racing is a good time of battles. Too bad Canada finished fourth. USA finished uh, USA finished uh, second in in the relay. That was epic stuff, man. With Ledecky and the Chinese swimmer down the stretch. Yeah, it was a great race, the 4 by 200 It was exciting. It, you know, it was a photo finish or close to it at the end. Um, and it, I love the, so the relay, like the individual swims, 200 breaststroke, 400-meter freestyle, 100-meter backstroke, all that stuff. That's great, too. I love all the swimming events. It's exciting. Uh, it's kind of like a horse race. you got to sometimes try to beat the favorite. It's not always easy. Uh, but sometimes I try to do that, take plus prices when I can. Uh, but it's a lot of fun and it's exciting. When I look at the Canadian girls, you know, Penny Alexiak's had a great decorated career already with all the medals she's won. Watch out for the Summer Macintosh. She's only 14 years old and she's already competing toe to toe with some of the greatest swimmers in the world. Uh, from the female standpoint, she's already at that level. Could you imagine how good she's going to be in the 2024 Olympics in Paris when she's 17 or in the 2028 Olympics when she's 21? She could be a dominant, dominant female swimmer in the next two Olympics. Summer McIntosh, remember that name. 
summer games, uh, Paris uh, or France next time. Um, yeah, 2024. Yeah. Yep, France. Yep, Paris. Yeah, the the winter games should be in France. That'd be cooler. To me, the winter the winter games uh, should should be in France. All right, so let, let's get into some football, the battle. We were we were rolling along. Actually, we got a break coming up here in a couple minutes, but we talked a little college uh, football uh, last week. Do you have any more college football win totals you want to bring up? Any teams you got your eye on this week? Uh, in terms of win totals, I like the Pitt Panthers over their win total this year in the ACC. They bring, Kenny Pickett's a fifth-year quarterback. He seems like he's been there forever. Fifteen. Uh, but he's, he's really – I don't want to say he's really good, but he's gotten better. He has. He really has. Like, he started out as a mediocre quarterback. He's gotten better hold every on, year. Hold on, hold on. We'll hit this on the other side. I like yep. to go with this stuff. We'll do some I, NFL I want, teams if you want to. I, I hit with Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, five and a half. I like the coaching staff. They have good talent on that team. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. Late night anger management class. All right, we're getting word that... Uh... Shlomo Lippitz will be the starting pitcher tonight. Shlomo Lippitz. A little bit concerned when I see that he's 42 years old. And when I see that Shlomo, I'm like, is this, is this the guy? I'm like, Shlomo Lippitz is an Israeli baseball player and pitches for Team Israel. He's also vice president of programming and music director at City Winery in New York City. <laughs> he was on the Israeli national team. The 2017 World Baseball Classic. He also pitched for the team in the Africa-Europe 2020 Olympic Qualifying Tournament. Um, he's 42, uh, but he's played baseball. Uh, he played for uh, San Diego Mesa College. Uh, then he transferred to uh, to University of California, San Diego, UC San Diego. Uh, he's played. Uh, he played for the. He played the Israeli Pro League. Uh, and whatever. He's, he seems to be their best pitcher. He's pitched in all their big qualifications, World Baseball Classic they've been in before. So I guess he's their guy, even though he's uh, 42 years old uh, tonight. He works at City Winery in Seoul, New York City, where he serves as vice president of programming and books and music for their seven locations. Wow. So we got a wine guy, a winery guy is the pitcher. I don't know if I want to take the two and a half suddenly, Babano. Let's talk NFL football. <laughs> but Pittsburgh Panthers first. What's the win total you got for the Panthers, Babano? Well, shop around because uh, some places at six and a half and some at seven. Uh, so definitely make sure you look around because to find a six and a half if you can, because that's uh, um, that's what I like. Uh, that's what I have. Six and a half. Sevens are good though. Uh, Pickett's back. He's got a lot of good receivers. The O line should be pretty solid. The defense does have to replace some guys, but Pat Narduzzi's teams, especially up front, even though the defensive line's got to lose a couple of guys, they usually rebuild pretty well there or reload, I should say. 
pass rush has always been good for them. They always get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They've always been good in terms of being one of those defenses with the most sacks in college football. Uh, the secondary does have to replace a couple guys, but I'm seeing good things about them. And I look at their schedule. They play UMass, Tennessee, Western Michigan, New Hampshire in the non-conference. They can win all those games, even the Tennessee game. Tennessee's a rebuilding mess. And Pittsburgh might actually have more talent than them on paper and cohesion going into that game. So I think they could get to seven-plus wins. Heck, I think they could be even 8-4 uh, and four this year. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. Like you said, yeah, like you said, it's one of those deals, like a lot of these totals, like – if you want to lay 50 or 60 cents, you can get the six and a half if you want it, you know what I mean? You want it in the normal. We should note, though, that Pittsburgh game is at Tennessee. I tell you what, they, they, beat, they, they beat the Vols. They beat the Vols in, in, in Tennessee. Then you're hitting it for sure. But you're right, Babano. Looking at the schedule, it's pretty soft. UMass are, like, arguably the worst team in the country. All right, Tennessee, even though Tennessee sucks, I don't know if Pittsburgh can beat them, Babano. It'll be. It'll come down to the wire. <laughs> it'll be close. I think they win, though. I do. I think that think defense is going to overwhelm Tennessee. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Bolt. All right. Western Michigan. That's a win. So Western Michigan at Pittsburgh. New Hampshire. New Hampshire at Pittsburgh. That's a win. So I'm going to not say Tennessee. I'm going to be more conservative. So that gives them at three. Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech aren't going to be great this year, Babano. That's a winnable game for Pittsburgh. So I'll give them one, you know, I'll give them that one instead of the, uh, I'll give them the Georgia Tech, uh, I'll give them the Georgia Tech game instead of the Tennessee game. So that puts them at four and one. Pittsburgh at Va Tech, I'll say they lose four and two. Clemson at Pittsburgh. Guys, I'll tell you one thing. If there's one weird, if there's one team, Babano, and it's weird, bro, in the ACC, Pittsburgh have been a pain in the ass for Clemson a couple of times, bro. Nate Peterman beat him. Famous Buffalo Bill, Nate Peterman, all the interceptions. He beat them. <laughs> he beat Deshaun Watson. But Pittsburgh gave Trevor Lawrence all they can have. I, I swear to Bano, like they, they missed a field goal or something. Like Pittsburgh have hung around with Clemson a couple of times. I don't think they beat him. But I'm just well, saying. Well, I'll say one thing about Pittsburgh's schedule, Gabe. They play Clemson and Miami, two t- really t- good teams and tough games, but both they get them at home. And, they they pl- and North them? Carolina, yes. And North Carolina has to go to Pittsburgh as well. So you're talking, yeah, they, yeah. they play the three toughest ACC teams going into this season. North Carolina, Miami, and Clemson are the consensus top three teams in the ACC going into this season. And yes, Pitt has to play all of them, but they play all of them at home. Uh, and the, the North Carolina, I could see them slipping up in Pitt. I think Miami could slip up in Pitt. You know, our boy Drew Martin always talks about that angle because I know Drew well. The the Miami-Florida kids going up to the uh, Northeast late in the season, and they don't like it. So you never know. Yeah, yeah, but they, you know what? They get. I know what you're saying. I totally get it. Uh, we've seen that before, playing in the snow and stuff up there. <laughs> you're right. But um, the thing is, this time, Miami-Florida go, Miami, Florida go to Pittsburgh on Halloween, the day before Halloween, October the 30th. So yeah, it won't be that cold by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weather won't be a factor. And listen, a lot of people are really high on Miami. Some people think Miami are playoff caliber this year. That they can knock Clemson off and stuff. I don't know about that. We're gonna find playoff caliber offense. 
Playoff caliber offense with De'Eric King, no question about that. But that defense was miserable at times last year. And Manny Diaz has taken over the play calling on that defensive side this season. So head coach taking over the D.C. duties. We'll see if that makes a difference. We know he was a good D.C. before he got the Miami job. Maybe now that he's going to be fully in control of calling plays on D, maybe that'll help Miami. They better hope it does. Yeah, I'm not a big Manny Diaz fan. That's my problem, actually, with that team. Although he's done a nice job recruiting. I'll give him that. Uh, all right, so let's get into the NFL. Let me get this uh, loaded up uh, here. Uh, just adjusting my chair is one of those deals where it's too low and it was too high. It was too. <laughs> well, we're starting with the C's now. Uh, Marenzi, Carolina, I believe, is next up. Yeah, thank you, Babetto. As I was just stating, I was trying to adjust my chair. Uh, once again, we realized Babetto, like, one track mind talks, doesn't like hear, listen. No, talks. He's like a computer. He's getting into the seas. You're like the Terminator, Babano. Uh, you're you're like the you're like the uh, the Terminator. All right. So um, we are into the seas. So they have the Buffalo Bills, FanDuel eleven. We talked about it briefly last week, and they're in fighting. Whatever. It's still going on. And it's funny too because no one else on the team really talks much on the Buffalo Bills. Like you know, you never see Stephon Diggs saying anything about this, right? Josh Allen's kept his mouth shut. People want to put words in Josh Allen's mouth. All Josh Allen said is basically he's not vaxxed. He never bitched about the protocol, though. There's a big difference, right? He never even said he's not vaxxed. He's looking into it, or he's, I don't know, he was coy about it, right? So you know he's not. But that sort of died down. But even today, I don't even care. I'm sick of talking about Cole Beasley. But even I saw today Cole Beasley was tweeting and bitching about something again today. It's like, dude, it's what, really? Are you daily with this? Like, really? Like, it's not going to stop? Like, eventually, I hope someone punches him in the mouth in that locker room and, uh, like, breaks his jaw so he can shut up. Or actually, you know, you got to break his fingers so he can stop tweeting. Uh, that's what it comes down to. I just hope they cut his ass. And but, then on the uh, flip side, you have a guy like Ron Rivera trying to plead with his team to get vaccinated and, you know, trying to make you yeah. know, the common sense is actually ruling him. And a guy that's actually had, you know, a serious health problem, and these guys don't even have the guts and the, and the common decency to get vaxxed, you know, for a guy that almost died with a serious health issue, your own coach. I think it's despicable. I agree with you. I agree with you. And um, not only despicable as far as the players, but it's also pretty stupid that they're a good team. And they're willing to risk their season. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the, the Washington football team have a less than 60% uh, vaccination rate. Yeah, locker and rooms are know, being torn up by this. And we know how, we know how, um, we know how stringent and strict the NFL, the NFL's COVID policies are now. So the fact that they're willing to risk it, it's like, all right. You guys really don't care all that much, do you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at it. Like, I, I don't I don't care about, like, the health. I'm not taking... I'm taking out the Fauci and the stupid politics, even though a pandemic shouldn't be politics, but I'm taking all that out. Just from a football perspective about it. If you are told, if you guys can't play and you have to forfeit a game, then you, you forfeit the game, you don't get paid, and, and all that. So, like, they're willing not to get paid. They're willing to sacrifice the season and everything. I, you know, it doesn't really show a lot of dedication to me, right, as far as wanting to win Babano. And a great example is Washington, because I like them coming into the year, Babano. But how can I back a team whose coach says, yeah, you know, whatever. My players are going to kill me, essentially, and they don't care. Yeah, great team unity you guys got, right? Great team unity. Like you said, it tears teams apart, Babano, and Washington are the worst. Six, less than 60%. So, 
dude, they're prime candidate to get COVID all the time and miss games. Like, guys, Lamar Jackson got it again today. So, Lamar Jackson is out. So, whatever. That's All right, have fun quarantining for 10 days. He probably doesn't care because he gets to miss camp, right? It's almost like it's a game to these guys. But whatever. Like, So, my point is, Babano, Washington's win total is 8.5. I don't trust them to go 9-8. and eight. Like, you'd have to go 9-8 and eight to begin with. The winning record, 17 games now, of course. But then I'm like, all right, so you only got 60% of your guys' vax. You're going to be prime candidates to be missing players all the time this year. Even if you don't, like, miss games and forfeit games, you're going to be shorthanded on your roster. So I can't back a team like that as far as the season win total. You know what I mean? Well, it's already, and it's plus, the, you know, they've already pushed that win total up a bit, factoring in improvement. And I understand that for Washington going into this season. But now you hear all of this, and there's always those fears of we could be dealing with a team with a shortage of players being vaccinated. You know, they could be down three, four starters in certain games on either side of the football. And you don't want to be dealing with that with an overwin total bet in your pocket. You just don't. So there's a lot of concerns, and there's a lot, there should be a lot of, never mind vaccine hesitancy, there should be a lot of betting hesitancy for Washington yeah. over their win total when you're reading what we've read the last 24 hours. Exactly. I don't care about their health. They can do whatever they want. You, you want to be an idiot? Go ahead, be an idiot. But, like, I just care about my money. That's all it's about, just my money, baby. So, Carolina Panthers, win total at FanDuel right now, 7.5 is shaded to the under, minus 120 to the under. If you like the over, it's plus 100. Sam Darnold, of course, is now the quarterback in Carolina. Matt Rule, year two of his program. Um, they've had a good, pretty good drafts over the last couple of years. They've been pretty heavy on defense, trying to rebuild the defense. But there's been a pattern with Matt Rule, Babano. And, and I know NFL and college are different, but the two college stops that he was at, Terrible year one, kind of okay year two. Year three is where it comes together. The, you know, McCaffrey's healthy, but I don't really like Darnold all that much. What's your opinion on the Panthers at seven and a half? I'm going to go over. I think they oh. could get to, yeah, I think they could get to eight and nine, nine and eight. I really, truly believe it. And look, I'm not wow. going to say Darnold's going to be great, but look, look what happened to Ryan Tannehill after he was coached by Adam Gase, after he got out from under Adam Gase. He went to Tennessee, and look what happened. He's been great. Yeah. I think just getting away from Adam Gase could work wonders for Darnold because there's talent there. There has to be, there's some talent there. It wouldn't shock me to see him be a surprise, solid, sturdy, capable, competent quarterback this year. I know we're getting close to the break, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll continue on the other side. You, you raise good points. I, I think it's bold, though, man. Wow. Their defense is pretty bad. Right, their defense is And I have bad. questions about the rest of the division. All right, we'll hit this on the other side. No, I can't disagree. Especially now, a lot of question marks for the Saints. Sports range continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. camera kick with us. All right, listen, guys, for the millionth time as well, I see, God, I'm tired of, you know, I wish the NFL wouldn't have this problem right now, but kind of like talking about COVID, but people are like, you know, you can still get it if even if you're vaxxed. 
But see, unlike you people, many of you people, I actually read the language. I've actually read the rules, all right? So if you are a Vax player, you test positive for coronavirus, and you're a Vax player in the NFL, you're out for 24 hours, right? And 24 hours later, you get to take another test. And you only need to be 24 hours uh, clean. So you're out two days, essentially. You, you, you come in on Monday, right? listen, you got coronavirus. All right. All right, we'll test you again tomorrow. All right, you don't have it. You're good. All right, no, you're good. You're back. Am I saying is it foolproof? No, I'm not. I'm not a medical expert. I'm just telling you the damn rules. So if you're a Vax player and you get corona, you won't even miss a damn game. All right? If you aren't, you're in isolation for 10 days which means you don't get to practice. I'll speak slower for the dumb amongst you, which means you don't get to practice with your team, which means you do not get to play in the game, which means that team is not as strong suddenly. I, you know, I don't know. I try to, you know, people tune into the show, I try to make you smarter, but some of you are too dumb <laughs> to get it. Go, go bet your money on teams that'll get suspended all the time. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. And then you'll blame Fauci after. Yeah, it's just like yeah, they whatever, say, too. Yeah. The people that say, you know, oh, you're still getting the COVID-19 after being vaccinated. It doesn't eradicate and extricate the virus. It protects you from no. going to the hospital. It protects you from yes. getting overly sick and stopping yes. you from clogging up the health system. <laughs> Thank you, Roberto. Well, well said. I love that, too. People are going to stop. No. It means you won't die, dumbass, and you can shake it off and move on, and you won't get shut down and isolated like a leper. All right, hang in here, man. We'll get you out in like five minutes on the other side since you're a little late. I want to talk yeah, to cool. Carolina just quickly without division. Just a couple more minutes. We got Pete and Apples coming up at 210 uh, as well. Uh, all right, late night anger management. We'll continue to bring it. <laughs> 